You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The Mishnah says, Hama'amir. Ma'amir is, we're going to talk about it today in the Bavli as well. It's one of the, it's one of the actions of gathering stuff together, readying it for the next stage of processing. If you're being ma'amir, the stuff that has been harvested, that has been cut in the field, it's a farm where you have, you have sent your workers out and they have harvested, they have cut, they haven't yet brought it, but the, the pieces that have been cut are in bundles. However, what sort of bundling is going on? It's unusual type of bundlings. You're not bundling it all together to in the big shape to now take it to the granary, to take it to the processing. Yeah, you are putting the stuff together, but you're making shapes out of it, like a hat, like a tent, like a flat pancake. Or Laomerim, you're making smaller little bundles in order to now forge them into one big one to make it easier, I guess, to have less people or effort to get it on the truck to bring it to the silo. If that's the bundles you're doing now, if that's the gathering that you're doing, the Din Shikha doesn't apply at this stage. Ain Lo Shikha. Meaning if, if during any of these t- four types of unusual gatherings, something was forgotten, an uni, a poor person can't run in there and grab it and say, oh, I'm taking it now. That's called shikha. However, from this state on, that you've now compressed them and you're going to the goren, mimenu ulagoren, now you're taking it to the next place. You're taking it to the threshing floor where you're going to process it. And you forget something from this stage on, yeshul shikha. If something was forgotten, the ani can come and take it. As the law of the Torah says, the ani has the right to take stuff that has been left. Hama'amir legodish. Let's say you do it in the more normal fashion. where after the cutters have been in the field they they and 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 the and the sheaves are there and they're being bundled and perhaps rebundled into a large huge amount called the godish so that is the state that we're talking about that's the end state if they miss stuff there yeshoshikha Let's say the decision was made to do what? To take it to the Goren. Well, that's that's already, and then you forget to take it to the Goren. Mimenu the Goren, there ain't no shikha. Zeklau. Kolama'amir, where the gathering that you're doing, the setting up, the shaping it, the putting them all in a certain way, is you're putting it in the spot 
you're, you're getting it ready because you're taking it for the Gemar Melocha. You're taking it for its last stage. So that's where Shikha happens. Yesho Shikha. Mimenu Uligoren. But let's say <laughs> now that stage is over and you've decided to start processing it at a, at, at a granary where you're going to do dosh and all the other malachos, and then you forget it, ain't lo shikha. Let's say what you were doing was you were, ga- you, were, you were putting the stuff in a certain shape, but that wasn't the end. That was just to get it to look like a flat pancake or something else. You're, you're just still playing around with it. So, once again, forgetting it in that stage is but if you're going from that stage to the next one, and the next stage is the Goran itself, there isn't going to be a big Godish. It's going to go straight to the Goran, and that's the last it's going to be. So it's at that, it's the stuff from there going to the granary where forgetfulness is happening. The first stage, if they happen to forget something and they weren't able to make it into these shapes, you, the Ani has no right to take it. But if afterwards they're going to stage two, that's where if they forget it, the Ani can keep it. Rabiona Omar, what does it mean when we talk about, uh, uh, this word that you mentioned before, you, you gave a, a kova. What does kova mean? Kova means mil'el. It's on top of your head. It's got the shape of something on the top of your head. kova What did the Mishnah mean with the strange word kumsa'a? Kumsa'a means it's something you wear on your neck, something below your head. Ravina amar milara. Kamodetemar. Okay. What did it mean when you have a, what did it mean that you have the material, the, the, the harvest, the grain material, like a charora, like a cake? That means galgal. That means it's like what? That means it's like, like you're making a, a, like a cake. It's like, it's like a roll. It's like you, it's like when you make a cake, you flatten it and then you, then you roll it together. So these are all just explaining what the Mishnah meant when it talked about those terms and what those terms were. Those terms are terms that were bakery terms, but over here it meant the shape of the, the of, of the uh, of how you're stacking the stuff that you have uh, that you're that, that has been uh, cut in the field. La Omerin, it says an Omerin. What does Omerin mean? So as you can see here, the, Rav Chaim Kanievsky's edition, big Omerin. Omer Rabbi Yochanan, why? What's the source for every, this whole Mishnah? You're doing cutting. And it happens in the field where everything was growing. Then, v'shachachta Omer Basoda. The halacha is you cannot go back for it. That's where the Ani has a right to come and get it. But it's in the same Pusik. There's a Hekish here. Ma Kotzir, just like a Kotzir means it's the final state. You can't recut something. 
forgetting the Omer, forgetting the bundle, it has to be that you're not going to rebundle it. You're not going to turn it into something bigger. It's got to be this is the last gathering and, and, and tying that's happening. That's where if you forget that and you forget to bring it to the next stage, that's where you're allowed to come and the Ani is allowed to take it. We finished the fifth parak. Let's go to the sixth parak now of Peya. The sixth parak is Beishamai. Beishamai Omrim Hevker. Now Hevker is the same as Hefker. We call it Hefker in in uh, in, in, in in the Bavli language. In the Yerushalmi language, it's a Bez. Hevker. Hefker Laniim Hefker. If a person says he wants to give something away and he announces it that he doesn't want to have a connection to it, but he doesn't want his rich neighbor to get it. He wants to be a philanthropist. And the way he decides to do it is to just say, I don't want this object anymore. And the way he declares it is, it's Hefker, but you've got to be poor to have a right to get it. Is that Hefker or not? Beit Shammai says it is called Hefker. Even though he's putting stipulations on the Hefker, it's still considered Hefker. Beit Omrim ain't no Hefker. It's not called Hefker at all. So if a man says, here, I'm putting out, <laughs> I, I, I read Ravelsky's Psak, and he says that this electric stove is a big problem to use on on Shabbos, and on Yontav, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the gas stove is a big problem. He disconnects it, and he puts it on the street, and he announces, this is Hefker, but only to someone who's in need. According to Shammai, that's okay. According to Beis Hillel, ain't no Hefker. That's not Hefker. Ad sheyifkor aflu ashirin. That would mean, you have to say, Hefker means anybody can get it. Now, what is this? This, of course, is relevant to our Mesechta, which is dealing with Peya, which is dealing with Matnasanim. Let's say somebody has extra grain material. It's not Peya. It's not Leket. And he just goes out in the street and says, this is Hefker. But only if you're poor enough, like the ones who took the lek at the shikh and the peya. So according to Beishamai, it's really hefker. And that means when the poor guy gets it, he doesn't have to take off trumas and maestras from it. Because we know that something that grew hefker or becomes truly hefker, you don't have to take off trumas and maestras. According to Beishilel, it's not really hefker. And therefore, the owner could actually come back and get it. And if you take it, it's not like you got it from the Hefker. Even if you get it and the, and the guy says, yeah, it's yours, but it wasn't truly Hefker, and you would have to take off Trumas and Maestras. How do we know this, Hillel says? It has to be Kishmita. The the model for Hefker is what we just read about in last week's parsha. The model for Hefker is to make it like Shemitah. Shemitah, anybody can come. Even though it does help the poor, but even the wealthy are allowed to enter into the fields and take stuff that's growing from anybody. 
Okay, now another, going back to Shikha. Kol Omre Asoda. When we talk about these Omrim that a person forgets, what's the size of them? The total size. Shall kav a kav. It should be approximately a kav. But let's say echad shall arbos kavim. Let's say most of the omrim are a kav, and then you have one which is a collection which is four times the size of the others. It's four kavim, and that happens to be the one that didn't get on the truck. Beishamai says that's not called shikha. That's like a whole row of grain. That's not an omer. It's four kavim. Basilo says, even though it's four kavim, it's called shikha. And this is one of the places, by the way, that Shammai is more meiko than Hillel. Because Shammai is the one who says that the Oni, that the Yisrael uh, can keep it, which is a kula. Let's do a little bit of the Gemara. Rabchia b'shem Rab Yochanan. Time of the Beishamai. How does Beishamai know that you can make a hefker and limit it only to poor people? Because the Torah in two places describes the dinam of Leket, Shikha, and Peah. And in both places it says, let them take it. And then it repeats it and says, it says, do not take Leket, sorry, do not take Peah. Let the Aniyim come. And then it has to repeat and say, with a mitzvah say, Tazoiv Oisam. Just say, let it be for the Ani and the Ger. We know. What do you have to say? Leave it for them. Just say, do not take it. Leave it for the poor guy. Why do you need to say, let it lie for them? Remember, when it comes to Gemara, whether it's Bavli or Shalmi, the Gemara makes drushes out of these poetic statements. They don't need to be written in the Torah. Why are they in the Torah? There must be a law that we extract from them. So what does Shammai learn from there, Rabbi Yochanan says? That there's another type of aziva you can do. There's hefker. And you know what? Hefker is basically, you can do hefker. You can make your own version of hefker that is based on the din of peah. Just like the din of Peah only applies if you don't have a certain, if you, you're an Oni, you don't have 200 Zuz, you're the only person that is able to take Peah. Even Hefker, which is a different law, but we know is part of our Torah Shabbat there's something called Hefker. That could also work the same way Peya works. It could be La'aniyam, V'loi La'ashirim. That was Shammai's source from the extra word Tazov Osam. Rabbi Yochanan's friend, Rish says, what's Beis Hillel's source? So Yochanan dealt with Shammai, Lokish dealt with Hillel. What's Hillel's source to say that that isn't called Hefker? You know, the Torah says in Parshas Mishpatim, it introduces, even before Parshas Bahar, the Torah introduces the idea of the seventh year being a Shemitah year. It says on the seventh year, you have to be disconnected from the field. Okay. But why does it say, and you should be removed? disconnected, removed. It's two ways of saying the same thing. 
why did the Torah add this extra phrase by Shemitah, Nitashto, Yesh Nitisha Acheres, because there's another way you can remove yourself from items that you own, property that you own, Shehi Kazoo, which is what? Hefker. Which means the Torah, by adding the extra word Vinitashta, was giving us the direction of how Hefker works. Okay. Mazu Bain Lani and Bain Lashirim. Just like Shemitah, you could be the you could be Rockefeller and you could be out there in the field getting stuff. If you're at Vanderbilt's field, you can get stuff. When it comes to Hefker, it has to be Bain Laniyam Bain Lashirim. So now the question is, Yochanan and Lakish, what is, according to both of you, what do they do with the other Psukim? Mama Kaiman Beisilo Taima de Beishamai. According to Yochanan, what does Basilo do with Shammai's source? Shammai seems to have a source from the extra word Tazov that there's another way that you can create Hefker modeled on the Din of Peah, where it's only for an Ani. What does Hillel do with Shammai's proof? So the Gemara answers, Tazov Osam. It's not just the extra word Tazov, but it says Osam, them meaning what we just were talking about. Miut. It doesn't mean like you think, Shammai, that it's talking about making things hefker. Osam. Only leket, only peya. Those are the ones, peret, ololos. That's where the Torah wrote the difference. Zulaniim, the lolashirim. Avamashomer If you want to just get rid of the oven, if you want to give more gifts and say it's not mine anymore, that has to be bain laniim, bain lashirim. That has to be for both. In other words, the same source, this is what Yochanan will say, that Shammai saw that there's a way to do Hefker only for Aniyim, he will say the opposite. From that Pusik, I see the exact opposite, that it's only within the Torah's structured of, 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 of that's where it can only be for an Oni. But if you want to do something different, it has to be for everyone. According to Rish Lakish, what does Shammai do with Hillel's Pasuk about Shemitah? What does it say? It says, Tishmetena, that's right. But then it says, Vinitashta, with a Mapike. This is where you have to be removed. I'm going to say miut zeh. Miut. Only by Shemitah. By Shemitah you have a special, everyone could go in. Rockefeller could go into Vandalbert. Bain laniim, bain lashirim. Al-mashinebram Another place, Shammai says, where you want to give something away, you don't want to be the owner of it. That could you could you can stipulate laniyam avalolashirim. So basically, what comes out is like this: according to Rabbi Yochanan, the source of everything is peya. Peya is the source where Shammai thought you could um, be mafker only 
for Ani, you could make Hefker only for Aniyim. And Hillel said, no, the word Osam tells you it's only by Peya or Leket. According to Lakish, the main source for, and the main debate is what we learn out from Shemitah. So therefore, Rabbi Abun says, the Mishnah backs Rish Lakish. Because if you look at Rish Lakish, what did Hillel say? And what did it quote? Shemitah. So you see that it's, it's more like Rish Lakish than Rabbi Yochanan. What about Hefker Lebehema? We talked about making it Hefker only for rich, for poor people. What about a person's an animal lover? He's a pita person. Right? He says, I'm making all the field, I'm making all this food, this extra stuff I don't need, but only people's animals can come. Avalola Adam. Or he loves non Jews. He says, Lagoyim, Avalola Yisrael. Or he says, Lashirim, Avalola Aniyim. Okay? <laughs> A weird guy. <laughs> A Trumpist. Right? Lashirim, Avalola Aniyim. That's that's going to be the hefker. Well, in that case, nobody because it's not like Shemitah and it's not like Peya. So that type of hefker is definitely weird and crazy and it doesn't mean anything. Now, let's say, however, you don't like animals and you say, no, the only people that can come here if, if they're going to imbibing it for themselves. You can't bring your animal to eat. Okay. Or what you say is, only Jewish people, no Goyim can come. It's Hefker, but only for Jews. Let's say you say, it's only for people in this city not the people coming from another city, which is obviously not the spirit of the Torah. But remember, this is not about Leket. This is, he's making his own extra material that's not Leket or Peah. I want to make it Hefker, but these are the rules. Is it really called Hefker? So what's the din? That would be the Machlokas, Rabbi Yochan and Rishlokish. Why? Al-Daita the Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, what's the source for Shammai and Hillel? And in this case, it all stems from where? From Peah. Well, if it stems from Peah, Peah, we know, doesn't have to be given to non-Jews, right? Peah, there's no din animals have to eat Peah. doesn't say that animals come and eat Peah. The poor person, the poor human comes to eat Peah. So even in Peya, it would, right? So this Peya could be a template for this sort of, you know, xenophobic sort of hefker. But if you hold a Shimon ben Lakish, what has to be the template? Shemitah. According to, according to, according to that, it has to be like Shemitah. Shemitah is where, um, Hillel says, that's what it has to be. It has to be like Shemitah. It's not like Shemitah. Why? Because Shemitah animals can come in. Shemitah Goyim can come in. <laughs> so therefore, according to Hillel, if you hold like Rabbi Yochanan, this type of Hefker wouldn't be called Hefker. It's still not good enough. Omar Rabbi Lo, Rabbi Lo says, you know what? You figured it out. 
based on what we said before, I happen to hear the two men arguing themselves about it. I heard these two men talking about it. And I heard them say it, and Rabbi Yochanan said in that case that Hefker Hefker, because it's similar enough to Peah, and Shimon ben Lakish said no. In that case, even according to Hillel, according to Hillel, the Hefker is not Hefker. So what you said is actually been said specifically by them. We'll stop here on the... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.